0: Take out your Bibles, opening to Psalm 140 this morning for our time of, of prayer, Psalm 140. And as you turn in your Bibles there, you know, uh, the thing I love about this song is it, it lays out the fullness of, of Christ's person and work for us. The title of the song, Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery. In our day today, and we're going to talk about this in Revelation 17 later this morning, in our day today, mystery is a puzzle that we are to solve, right? It's something that is unknown, and we it's upon us to solve it. In the Bible, mystery has a different meaning. Mystery in the Bible is something that we could not know unless God himself unveiled it for us. God himself has taken it upon himself to reveal to us Who he is, who we are, who Christ is, the the nature of salvation, the the future glory of Jesus. He has revealed these things that would be unknowable to us if he himself didn't. That's what this song is all about. Come behold the wondrous mystery. And it just lays out the incarnation, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. And then subsequent to that, there's an application to us. Because God has revealed this truth about Christ so too now, here's the implication for us. And it's just a beautiful picture. As we come to Psalm 140, it's exactly what, what we're praying God does in our own hearts. Psalm 140 is, once again, David is in distress. I mean, it's almost the story of this man's life. Once again, he's surrounded by his enemies. Once again, he's overwhelmed. Once again, he's, uh, he, he's frightened. And what does he do? The only thing he can do, there's only one who can calm him, who can bring peace to his soul. He seeks the Lord. Psalm 140. David writes, Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their heart and stir up wars continually. They make their tongue sharp as a serpent's, and under their lips is the venom of asps, selah. Guard me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from violent men who have planned to trip up my feet. The arrogant have hidden a trap for me, and with cords they've spread a net. Beside the way they've set snares for me. Selah. I say to the Lord, you are my God. Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation. You have covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not further their evil plot, or they will be exalted, Selah. And as the head, as for the head of those who surround me, let the mischief of their lips overwhelm them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into fire, into miry pits no more to rise. Let not the slanderer be established in the land. Let evil hunt down the violent man speedily. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and will execute justice for the needy. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. Well, just a few comments about this as we unite our hearts around this psalm to prayer to seek the Lord in very much the same tone and language of humility and neediness that we see on display here. What we see here is just another reminder that As long as we live in this world, we are guaranteed to endure affliction and difficulty and hardships. And sometimes we call them storms. And every affliction that we face this morning, the affliction you've brought in here with you, the hardship you've brought with you, or that you will face this week, one of two things is going to happen to that. Either it's going to draw you closer to God, or in the hardness of your heart, you're going to take it upon yourself to try to come up with a solution yourself, and it's going to draw you away from God, even if you bring God along with you, even if things like this, I, I've got a strategy, Here's what, and God, would you bless my efforts? That's, that's not seeking God. That's, Lord, I've, I've got this, I, 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 I'm, I'm going to get this done, and Lord, I ask you just to bless me. Every trial either brings the believer closer to God, or drifts him further away every one of them, and we're all going through storms. So this morning, we are either drifting toward God this morning in our time of worship, or we're drifting away, but we're bringing him with us, and we're going to pray to him a little bit this morning. We're going to sing some songs to him this morning. We notice here with David, David was a man after God's own heart. David was a man who sought the Lord. David was a man who, in times of affliction, the The reflex of his heart, of his mind, was to turn to the Lord, to seek him. And in the psalm, and we're not going to take the time to go through it, the first five verses, he's just acknowledging, here's what's happening. He's not informing God. It's not that God doesn't know what's happening. But it's 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 an act of faith and trust in God, Lord. I I bring everything to you. Everything. He lays out his plea. And then in verses 6 and 7, I say to the Lord, you are my God. Give ear to the voice of my pleas for mercy, O Lord. O Lord, my Lord, the strength of my salvation, you have covered my head in the day of battle. He's just expressing trust in God. David, in the moment of affliction, he doesn't know how it's going to turn out. He doesn't know if he's going to survive. But this he knows. God cannot be anything but faithful. God has always, always proven himself faithful through every circumstance that David has gone through. Even when the outcome maybe didn't go the way David himself would have wanted. God preserved. God was faithful. God demonstrated his covenant love to David. And so here David is saying, I don't know what's going to happen ultimately. But as long as I'm near you, my trust is in you. My hope is in you. My hope is in your provisions. And that's what we see there. It's kind of that Martin Luther song, a mighty fortress is our God. Lord, we come and we try to find our shelter, our hope is in you. He goes on to pray that, Lord, his his enemies will be thwarted, but his great hope in this psalm is God himself. And this morning, as we gather together, we gather as a bunch of needy children, every one of us, with our own hardships and afflictions and difficulties. We have some who are not with us this morning because they themselves, they've recently gone through a surgical procedure. And I, I found out just this morning Brother Larry was telling us, Miss Jean we will be having a, a surgery tomorrow morning. Um, uh, put, it, put a stent in. And, and if, that, if that doesn't go as planned, then there's a second surgery. that. So there's an affliction and a hardship there that's, that's going on. But there's even a deeper battle than these a battle against the great enemy himself, Satan, against the world, against the flesh. These are even greater battles, not to minimize the afflictions you're going through, but the more intense battle are are these. And the good news here is we, like David, verses 6 and 7, Lord, you are our God. We turn our eyes to you. We give our ears to you. We put our hopes in you. Just as the song just revealed to us. Come behold the wondrous mystery. God has provided the one to defeat our every enemy, and that's Christ. Come behold Christ, who has defeated Satan, who has defeated your sin nature, who has overcome the world. This is a time for us as needy children to just seek the Lord. Lord, increase our faith. Help us, by grace, to cling to you even more tightly. Help us to look to Jesus. We don't know how things are going to necessarily turn out in this world. But we know that even as Paul said, for me to live as Christ and die is gain. As long as I'm drifting closer to you, then there's hope, there's joy, there's a reason to worship this day, no matter what we're going